Let me add a welcome. Um, those of you who are guests this morning, uh, we're delighted you're here. Members, thank you that you've stepped out after this Thanksgiving week uh, to celebrate and to step into this Advent season. If you're a guest of ours, we want you to know that what we most want for you is spiritual growth and maturity. And that happens in the context of a community of faith, whether it's Fellowship Bible Church, Brentwood Baptist, what a wonderful neighbor we have on our corner, other churches in our community. We want you to step into a community of faith at your home church. Now, if it's fellowship, the best way to do that is go to connectedfellowship.com. There you can sign up for an intro class we do week by week by week. But it's super important for us, not just to, to, to make you feel welcome, but to nudge you, quite frankly, and to nurture you toward health and faith and growth and maturity in Christ. Y'all, we are speaking to guests, but especially to our members, we're into familiar territory in that we are moving into what we call global Christmas, not just the Advent season, but tied to that, we call it global Christmas. And this is a season in which we as a community of faith have a very simple statement, less under our tree, more for the world. And it's just a very simple concept of one less gift under my tree. What I would spend on that gift, I wanna partner with our global partners, global and local partners here and around the world. And through the years, you know, I, I think you know, we've talked about this, but you have invested over $12 million in partnerships with our partners. And so this year we step into this season, it's the month of December where we aim, our goal is a million dollars for our global partners. And uh, it, we get there because everyone believes it's worth it <laughs> and everyone participates in some way. You're gonna be getting a magazine if you haven't already got it in the mail. The team puts together a magazine that you know, gives us pictures and stories of you know, what's happening with our partners. And so look, look for that. And then to give, you go to fellowshipglobalchristmas.org. And uh, through this month, we'll be inviting you to participate in that. Speaking of giving, I wanna say thank you for your generosity regularly through the year. You know, when we as a community of faith speak of giving, we see it as a spiritual, as, as a part of our spiritual growth. It is a recognition that God owns everything. And so we, as those who follow him, steward what he entrusts to us. And that, that includes tithes, that we, we give a percentage of our, of our resources to, to our community of faith. And in that way, all of us get to participate and we are enabled to live out our mission I mean, why we exist, becoming a community of people who follow Jesus with our whole heart and then we help others do the same. Would you bow your heads and let me give thanks to God for his great provision to us and through us. Father, you prove yourself faithful year by year, month by month, week by week, day by day. And we pause to say, thank you. We are grateful, especially coming out of a week in which we as Americans celebrate a day that we've dedicated to Thanksgiving. We're mindful of your blessings. We've mentioned them around tables this past week. We've spoken of them. And even since that day, there are so many more things we could say to you, thank you, Father. 
Lord, would you enable us to steward all the gifts and resources you entrust to us in ways that further your kingdom and bring glory to you. In Christ's name, amen. Well, we do step into the Advent season. Lindsay mentioned it. Advent comes from the Latin adventus. It means coming. And so when, whenever you hear Advent season, it's, the church, it's part of a church calendar, but just think of that word coming. It's the church setting aside these four Sundays to, to prepare, to think about, to anticipate the coming of Christ. Yes, it's his first coming, but in his first, we're reminded that he's coming again. The Advent season, Christmas season, you know, for us, it, for some, it is the most wonderful time of the year. I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hands if that for you, but for some of us, it is. It's like, this is the best time of the year. And then there's another end of the spectrum that would say it's a tough time of year. Some would say, in fact, you can not raise your hands, but it's the hardest time of year for a variety of reasons, you know, memories, the things that might trigger us, whatever, whatever that may be. And then there's everything all the way in between where we all reside on this spectrum. What I think is most important for us is those who follow Jesus Christ is to recognize where we are, but then step above that and see this season from God's perspective. I was reminded of our need for this. Um, I was just going through old notes and I've, I've shown you all this before, but I just thought it fit so appropriately here. This little uh, cartoon snippet from Peanuts and uh, you'll see it up on the screen. It's just four frames, you know, from a cartoon. Lucy, of course, starts here with, boy, look at it, rain. What if it floods the whole world? Linus, it will never do that. In the ninth chapter of Genesis, God promised Noah that would never happen again. And the sign of the promise is the rainbow. You've taken a great load off my mind. <laughs> Indeed. And then Linus, sound theology has a way of doing that. In the Advent season, we always need a dose of sound theology. And I've just got one, one thought that I want to offer you today in terms of theological grounding in the Advent season. We find it in a very familiar book, the Gospel of John. And so take your Bibles, just, this is going to be very brief, but go to John chapter one. It was August of 2022 when we taught this passage. So it's been a while. I'm simply going to read it. And I want to make just I wanna draw your attention to just a couple of things in the text itself. God's word for us today, the theology that can set our minds at ease in this Advent season, and give us a proper biblical perspective of what we celebrate. John's cosmic vision, it's not a manger, it's way more. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. 
He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light that came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And now we know the word is Christ here. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him. He cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side, he, this word, the Christ, he has made him known. This is the living word of God for us today. This is all I, I, I want to point us to. When we read that passage, I want you to note these statements. All things were made through him, that all might believe through him. The true light, which gives light to everyone, to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. What's, what's so evident, okay, in John's prologue is that the advent, while yes, it's an event at a very small, you know, nowhere town uh, birth of the Savior, God the Father's heart was on the entire world. <laughs> the world. Not just that spot and not just that people, but all people, which is good for us to hold as we move in and through the Advent season. It's about Jesus and it's not just about us, but it's about Jesus to the world through us. It's why we do global Christmas like we do. It's why this morning and even next week, we'll get a chance to hear from a, a global partner. I'm gonna invite three people up here on the stage with me. And I'm just gonna throw a few questions out that, that they can answer that I hope be listening by the spirit uh, for, for uh, you know, picture the things they're talking about happening in this part of the world. I'm speaking of Peru and I'm gonna invite Sandy Butters McKean and Mario Perez and Gabrielle Juana Paul. I always have trouble getting that name out, uh, Gabrielle. But uh, these men serving in uh, the Comus area, Sandy has a huge part in that. And I want you to welcome them as they join me on the stage. Our partners from Peru, come on up. Gabrielle, please. Thank you. Yes, thank you for being here, brother. 
Sandy, you got a mic? You're good? Okay. It's yours on. Very good. So, Sandy, I, I, as we, we got together yesterday and talked a little bit, and, but I, I, I told Sandy, I said, I want her to tell you all a little bit about how does Fellowship Bible Church, you know, over 20 years ago, begin a relationship and partnership with a church in Comus, Peru. And Sandy, Sandy plays a huge part in that. And I know we've got so many new people to fellowship over the years. Sandy, tell a little bit about that. How do we even end up in Comus? Okay, well, we ended up in Comus actually because of my dad. My dad retired um, and God led him after he retired to join a group that were doing evangelistic crusades around South America. It was natural for him because he was Peruvian. And at one particular crusade, they ended um, the two weeks in Lima, Peru. And he was preaching there and they left the church and he saw a sign where the church had a school that was attached to it. And he had a moment of revelation from the Holy Spirit telling him that that's what he had put him on this earth to do. So the long process of starting a school in Peru began in the church in Comas. And um, my dad was a different person after that. It just totally brought him to life, um, even though he had a very effective ministry before that. And finally, after he had been doing it for five years or so, I went to Comus, and that's where I fell in love and understood the call um, that, my, that it had on my dad. And so when we joined fellowship in uh, 2022, or 2002, 2002 excuse me, um, in 2002, we asked um, Meredith to join us on the mission trip that we were taking there that summer. They did, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. You all, I, I wanted Sandy to share that because don't miss, her dad stepped into this when he was 65. His, he had a career, a military career. He had success and God had things for him, had things And he has things for us, you all, in our 60s that God wants to do, pay attention to what he's doing. The second thing is we are there in Comus, Peru, and and, and it's probably where, it's probably the partner that the most people can go to and do work with. So I'm I'm not exaggerating when I say hundreds of you have have been a, a, a part of the work there. But all of that, also comes because, not because one of your pastors said, let's go to Comus, Peru, but because one of your fellow members said, let's go to Comus, Peru. And that is how the body of Christ works. It's not always, you know, the, the, the platform leadership. The spirit lives in all of us and is at work in all of us and invites all of us to follow him in that. And you know what? God will put others that will follow along. And so Sandy, thank you for your faithfulness in that. When we started that partnership, uh, Mario Perez, Mario and Rosa, uh, Mario was the senior pastor <coughs> at this church in Comus. I was talking to Mike Vogt, one of our elders after the last service. He said, Lloyd, it's just so hard for people in our body to understand the dynamism 
of what the Comish church is and what it was even then when it was much smaller. Uh, Mario was the senior pastor. was there for five years of our partnership. And then he, he, he took a role as the president of the Christian Missionary and Alliance churches in all of Peru. So he's been doing that for 17 years. Um, Angel Barrientos, who you've met, has been the senior pastor at Comas. What's so interesting in God's providence, uh, Mario has now come back to the church at Comas. Angel is now the president of the CMA churches in all of Comas. So Mario was obviously there from the beginning. And Mario, I'd love for you to tell us, you know, what, what you remember about those early days of our partnership with you in Comas. Pastor Lloyd, muchas gracias por la oportunidad y muchas gracias también a cada uno de ustedes por lo que en el trabajo unido con Comas se logró hacer. Thank you very much, Pastor Lloyd, for your words and thank you to each one of you that through our united work we have been able to accomplish so much. Tal vez ustedes no entiendan la magnitud de lo que empezó hace 20 años aquí. It's possible that y'all don't understand the magnitude of what has happened in these 20 years. Ese trabajo unido fue bendecido. The work that we have done together, united, has been blessed. Y se convirtió en un modelo de trabajo unido. And it's become a model of work together. Pocas veces dura mucho tiempo un trabajo unido. It's very infrequent that people work well together for an extended period of time. Es bien difícil mantenerse unidos. It's really difficult to stay together, to mm -hmm. remain united. Algunas empresas, algunos matrimonios. Some businesses, some marriages. Y algunas iglesias. And some churches. Pero la iglesia de Coma y Fellowship ha mantenido un trabajo unido por mucho tiempo. Some of them don't last, but our work together has continued for a long time. Ese unido nació en el de Dios. Because that work that we do together was born in the heart of God. Ha de vidas, o miles de vidas. It's blessed hundreds, thousands even of people. Después de 20 años estoy volviendo para decirle gracias. And so I'm coming back to y'all 20 years later to tell you thank you. Las grandes posibilidades de poder seguir empezar nuevas posibilidades, nuevas oportunidades. And also to speak of the opportunities that we have to continue great work and to start possibly new work. Estamos agradecidos a Dios y a ustedes. We are very grateful to God mm -hmm. and to you guys. You're going to hear more about, I'll ask him another question related to Comas, but I want to get to Gabrielle. You know, Comas, the church there, and I've been a number of times where those of you who've been know that the church sits down and then it's surrounded by hills, mountains. And as you go up the hills, you go, you know, you go from difficult life, very hard life, extremely difficult life. The further up you go on the mountain, the more poverty and, and hardship. And this church has reached its, God through it has reached up these mountains. I'm telling you, literally, you, go, you guys have been there, you know this, has reached up these mountains to serve and care for these families that live further and further up the mountain. And one of the ways they've done that is planting churches, both in the urban setting and be, beyond. Gabrielle, 
is the pastor of the Remac Church in Lima. And it's a role he's just recently stepped into. They have a long, decades long relationship, but Gabriel has found God putting him in the role of a senior pastor of a very strategic church in Lima. And Gabrielle, tell us a little, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you've become pastor of the Remet Church. Well, first, good morning, brothers and sisters. Good morning. It's a pleasure <laughs> to me to stay in front of yours. Um, I was uh, dean of the Bible Seminary Alliance for 11 years. And I expect to to be a director, um, a position more highest of dean. However, God uh, called me to be a pastor in Rima. The truth is, I, I want to be uh, a dean. <laughs> ah, I can relate to that. <laughs> but. God is more strongest than us. Mm-hmm. And in my case, God first called, and after that, gave me explanations. Um, sometimes, months later, I understand. Sometimes, year far, I understand. And there are things that I can never understand. Mm-hmm. And in the heart of my wife, there was love for Rimat. And in my heart, too. We together take a decision to be a pastor in Rimat. But there was a, a condition. We should be stay one year and after that an election. If I didn't win the election, well, I am not returned to be a dean. But when, when God called, God put the peace in, in, heart, in our heart. Four months ago, our congregation give me the opportunity and honor to be a pastor for the next years. Mm-hmm. And I see the, the hand, the hand of God. In my country, there was an idiosyncrasy. A senior pastor only here, another senior pastor. Stop right there a minute. Y'all, did y'all track that? It, it was like there, like senior pastors only listen to other senior pastors. He said, so he, and he's a dean of a school, so. And well, in my case, now I can't talk with senior pastors. Yes. Three weeks ago, I, I give a, a big class, a big cathedra, where there was, where there were a lot of senior pastors and assistant pastors. And I feel different because now, in short time, I learn what suffer a senior pastor. Mm-hmm. 
um, what, how is the heart of senior pastor? What is the hope of senior pastor? I understand things that before I can't understand. Mm -hmm. I know God gave me this opportunity to learn more. Um, I see Rimac with great possibilities and I see the hand of God to reach this colonial district. This place is different. It is near the downtown of Lima and people are different. There are gangs, drug addiction, dysfunctional families, poor, and we want to, to preach the gospel in this place and reach this place for Christ. Mm -hmm. I hope to give you thanks because the, the last year, in a difficult moment, you, you went to Rima Church and gave us a smile and encourage. The smile have a lot of value for, for us mm -hmm. because we need a smile in this moment. Mm. And uh, encourage because your, your words, your presence, help us to go ahead. Yes. And we said my leaders, we should be go ahead, no look behind, only in front of, in front of us. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people to reach for Christ. There are a lot of people to mature in Christ, in Christ. And in this year, brothers, uh, we experiment um, a special moment. When I hear miracle in your songs, I remember in, in my mind the miracle of this year. Mm. In January, we are 200 brothers in the service morning. Now we are 360 in the service morning. And the next year we want to open a search service because our church is moving to evangelize and preach the gospel and others. Mm -hmm. They are go to the street to preach. And there are particular particular forms to preach the one month ago, for example, all the people more than 60 years go to to be to go a tourist went to tourism in Lima and a lot of people more than 60 years go in the bus and new people and they preach them. Mm -hmm. When God opened the door, nobody can close. Thank you. Mario, I want you to 
tell us a little bit about why you chose to move from the president of the CMA to step back into pastoral ministry in Comus? What, how did God lead you and why are you excited about that work in Comus? Realmente fue difícil dejar una responsabilidad eh, a, nivel, a ese nivel, ¿no? It was really difficult to leave a responsibility at that level. Fueron varios periodos que tuvimos al frente de la Iglesia Nacional de todo el Perú. I, had beer, I was for, there for various terms as president. Y en un trabajo unido en todo el país. And working in a united work with all the country, all the churches in the teniendo country. Teniendo todavía sueños, teniendo este, objetivos que alcanzar. And I still had dreams. I still had objectives I wanted to reach. Pero cuando Dios simplemente cambia de dirección, no hay que pensarlo dos veces. But when God changes your direction, you can't think about it twice. Cuando Dios da una nueva indicación, simplemente hay que obedecer. When God gives a new indication of what he wants, you've got to obey. Fuimos obediente con Rosa de ir una vez a Comas. Um, I was faithful and obedient in going to Comas initially with Rosa. And in that work united that we did with y'all, God blessed us so much. And we were also obedient when we left Comas. Dios fue bueno, and God muy was good, buena. very good. Y en ese sentido, volver a coma después de 17 años también es producto de la obediencia. And in that way, going back to comas after 17 years is also a result of obedience. Es su palabra la que nos indica. It's his word that indicates that we need to do es it. Es esa decisión unida con la esposa. It's the decision that I make together with my wife. Es tener en cuenta a los consejeros sabios que nos indican y refuerzan la decisión. It's listening to wise uh, counsel that it advise us to go. La convicción de volver a un lugar donde creo que van a ocurrir otras cosas impresionantes, buenas. It's a, it's a great conviction to return to a place where I think that there are going to be great things and good things that are going to happen. Y estamos a la expectativa del obrar de Dios. And we are very expectant of what God is going to do. What do you see as your greatest challenges in Remat? And I'll, Mario, I'll let you answer as well. Your greatest challenges to mm -hmm. the work that you're doing. Well, we focus in RIMAC in different ways to reach RIMAC. For example, the next year we want to reach RIMAC um, with the sports and the arts because RIMAC is a place near the downtown And they are, in this place, there are musicians or an artist, people who paint and very passionate for the, for the soccer. And for this reason, our plan is reach the people with sports, soccer, basketball, or another. At the same time, We want to reach RIMAC with uh, guitars, teaching instruments, because they like 
mu musician, mm -hmm. realized music. And we, we, in, in other case, we have a school. RIMAC wants to have a good school. The last year, we began um, some changes in the school to be more effective in more effective in, in our education. We, we did innovation, educative innovation, and uh, the result was that last year was to handle um, 80 students, and now for this year, 360. Mm. It's very impressive that, because the change in education with an active education uh, have or had the results. Mm, for example, um, the students make a, a garden and learn about the, the plants, about the growing of the plants, about the fruits, because there are, there are fruits in this mm -hmm. place. And this is like for the, the fathers and like to the students. Mm -hmm. So the next year, we want to preach in the school because the most of them didn't believe in Christ, nor students, nor fathers. And we have an strategy to reach the school. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's our vision mm -hmm. for this moment. That's good. Okay. Uh, and you think about, I want you to know this, because uh, he, he didn't mention this, but this man has multiple postgraduate degrees, He's got a doctorate in education, which is why he was the dean of the seminary, set to be the rector. Um, so doesn't it make sense that it, like, like at REMAC, they begin to reach into the educational system as they are. Mario, what are some of the great challenges at, in Comas as you now look toward the future? There are so many challenges in Comas. Hay muchos en el, en Lima, en el Perú. There's many in Lima, in Peru. Les comparto tres eh, que están en el corazón. I'm going to share three that are in my heart. Eh, en los últimos siete meses, in the past seven months, he podido observar a los jóvenes de aquí con los jóvenes de allá ir a lugares donde yo no he ido. Um, I've been able to see the young people there in Comas as well as some of your young people go to places where I had not visited. In los últimos 15 años, Comas ha crecido de 400 casi a 600 mil habitantes. So Comas has grown from like 400,000 people to 600,000 people. Se han ido extendiendo a las partes de arriba de las, de las montañas y más atrás. And the people are moving in, up the mountains, and they've even gone so far as going down the mountain on the other side now. La pandemia ha descubierto muchas cosas. The pandemic caused a lot of things to be discovered. Nos ha mostrado que no, no solamente hay pobreza, hay extrema pobreza. It's it, it uncovered the fact that there's not just 
poverty as we used to know it, but there is extreme poverty. Las familias, los matrimonios han sufrido, las familias también se han desintegrado. Families have disintegrated, marriages have been destroyed. Entre muchos efectos más, necesitamos ayudar también a esta gente. And we need to to help these people. Preocuparnos por el beneficio del prójimo to worry about, to be concerned about, to act about the benefit of our neighbor. Ese alimento material, pero también el alimento espiritual. Certainly physical uh, support, but also spiritual support. Mm -hmm. En segundo lugar, the second thing, la gran necesidad de trabajar con las nuevas generaciones. The great need that we have to work with the new generation. He viajado por la Latinoamérica. I've traveled throughout all of Latin America. Y hay un gran problema en las iglesias. And we see a huge problem in the churches. Necesitamos trabajar con las nuevas generaciones. We need to be working more with the, new, the next generation. Algunos estamos quedándonos con el cabello blanco. Some of us now have white hair, gray hair. Otros nos estamos quedando sin cabello. Some of us have no hair. <laughs> I didn't, he, he didn't do that last service. He, I have no idea what's coming out. La realidad, la realidad the reality es que necesitamos nuevas generaciones al frente de las iglesias. Is that we need new leadership, new generations in, in, working within the church. Y me alegra ver a niños, adolescentes que dejé hace 17 años, ahora jóvenes y profesionales. And it delights me so much that I see... Um, guys that and, and girls that were kids when I left before and now they're young professionals there si at the church. And if there's one thing that I've learned in the past 17 years is that we need to get our younger generation more involved. Mm -hmm. y en lugar, el colegio, la educación. And the mm -hmm. third thing is education. Mi esposa viene de un hogar bien pobre. My wife comes from a very poor situation. Pero yo he visto cómo es la educación le cambió la vida. But I was able to see how education actually changed her life, transformed el futuro. her, changed her future. Por eso es que tenemos una escuela ahí al lado de la iglesia. So that's why we also have a school right next to it, e and next to una buena educación en valores. We want to teach a good education of es, values. Y que sea también la llave para que se abran muchas puertas para muchas familias. And we believe that will be the key that will open the door for many families. Gracias porque cada visita de ustedes nos hace ver cosas que nosotros a veces no vemos. Thank you because each visit that you've made to our country has helped us to see things that we didn't see before. David, mm -hmm. eh, Joel, David, Joel, Joel. Los, los jóvenes, ¿no? The young people, the Las student familias. ministries, the families. Gracias. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <coughs> I hope, well, let me, not I hope. I, I'm going to tell you how this works. He mentioned three things that they're committed to, they want to work on. God's going to call some of you to be a part of that. That's how it works. That's how the Spirit leads. Whether it in Comas, whether in Remac, you have gifts, not just your dollars, but you have gifts, capacity, skills. There's nothing they set up here that doesn't sound like Nashville, Tennessee at some level. 
whether it's sports or art or education, it's where we live and we get the opportunity to partner with them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you guys stand right here. Jody, I'm looking at you and I know I'm putting you on the spot and you came here just to hear from them, but I am gonna ask you to come up here and join me. And I'm gonna ask you to pray a prayer over them. Now, this is really good because y'all, see, this is only the 935 service, but this is Jody Sweet. This is Rob's wife and you guys never get to see Rob's wife. But I want you to stand behind them with me. And, 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 and the reason I asked Jody to come up here is something that you need to know about her is her heart for the globe and for missions is off the charts, just back from India. I know you've been to India multiple times, but just back from Africa. Um, and so Jody, I'm, I'm asking you to pray because I know your heart for missions. And when you hear them talk and they talk about education and they talk about what that does and you've just been there in, in Sudan and you look at what we want to do there, uh, you know. And so I'm gonna ask you to join in Jody's prayer. Sandy, let's get a hand on them. Get around behind them, put a hand upon them. Slip in there. And Jody, would you pray God's blessing and favor and their dreams for their ministry and our partnership with them. Just lead us, thank you. Hold that microphone up close. Sure, with me. Lord, I just thank you for the honor and the privilege to stand here next to my brothers in Christ. Mm-hmm. And Lord, you have united us through your spirit, through your son, through the work that you are doing mm-hmm. in Comas and Remac. And Lord, you have given us an opportunity as brothers and sisters to come alongside the work that you are doing in that part of the world. Mm -hmm. And it is an honor and a privilege for us this morning just to have a glimpse Mm -hmm. into what you're doing in Peru. I thank you for these mighty men, these men who represent years and years a lifetime of service to you, to the people in Comas, to the people in Remac, Mm -hmm. to the people in Lima, to their communities, to their congregations. Thank you for these men who have spent their lives serving you with their whole hearts. It is a joy and a privilege for us as Fellowship Bible Church in Brentwood and Franklin, Tennessee, to stand alongside these men. Mm-hmm. And Lord, this morning, as we heard about the things that you have put on their hearts for their communities, Lord, I pray that you would empower these men mm-hmm. to do the work that you have called them to do each and every day. Yes. Because Lord, it is hard in their communities. It is a hard place to be serving. And Mm -hmm. God, you are the one that gives them the strength every day to follow that calling. And so Lord, we ask that your spirit would continue to empower them, would continue to empower their leaders, that you would continue to um, just bring strength and unity among their people, um, in their marriages, in their communities, among their young people. Lord, would you raise the next generation to have a heart for the work that you are doing Mm -hmm. in that part of the world? And Lord, would you bring young people 
that love you with all their hearts and give them an opportunity to pour into the hoveness, as they say, the young people of the community, mm-hmm. and would you make them leaders in their communities? Thank you. Thank you for these men that stand as part of the foundation of the church, um, the CMA church there, Missionary Alliance Church in Peru. Um, they are part of the foundation and the beginnings of the work that you have done in that community. And Lord, I pray again that you would just bring people to stand on their shoulders. This is what we've been mm-hmm. talking about at Fellowship. The way that you start a foundation and you continue to build it upward, yes, Lord. Lord. And so I pray for the next generation to come. And I pray for us as fellowship that you would give us more opportunities to come alongside these men and the other pastors in the area as well, Lord, um, to continue the work that um, we have the privilege of coming alongside to be part of. And Lord, I know that there are some ways that they would not be able to do the things that you've called them to do without our partnership. And Mm -hmm. for that, we are grateful, Lord, because Mm -hmm. it's an opportunity that no one else is filling and that you have specifically called fellowship to be part of. And that is a gift. Mm -hmm. It is a true gift and a privilege and an honor for us to be able to step in that gap and to be able to come alongside and serve these men and the other men in that community and women as well. And so, Lord, I pray that you would continue to give us guidance and wisdom in this partnership moving forward and for the future of the CMA church and for our partnership with Fellowship. God, thank you again. We give you all honor and praise and glory because Mm -hmm. it is all about the work that you are doing there. And we just get to be participants in it and we get to stand alongside and just be in awe truly in awe of what you're doing there. And so for that, we are so grateful. Yes, Lord, I just pray a special blessing over these men that you would continue to strengthen them, give them grace, uh, give them peace in the work that they are doing and empower them to continue the mighty work that you have called each one of them to. Yes. And Lord, we pray all of this in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gives us the power and the strength to be able to take even the next step, Lord, and to take the next breath. And to you that we give all praise and honor and glory, because you are the one that deserves it all. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Jody, thank you. And let's thank them this morning for being with us. Y'all can step on this way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jody. Thank you. Jody, thank you. I'm going to allow us a few moments as uh, Matt and Lindsay, Matt plays and Lindsay sings a song over us. And I just want you to sit with the spirit in this. What a beautiful lyric we'll listen to our welcoming of Christ to this world, an old Christmas, older Christmas song. And listen to those words that he came and well, he took our fallenness and, you know, that little child, you know, came, right, that we could go and tell. <laughs> he came into our brokenness and took it upon himself. That we might go into broke we might go into brokenness and help that brokenness be healed in Christ. Let these words sit upon us this morning. <laughs> 